Hi there, and welcome back to the Live Off Podcast. As we close out the summer term and quickly close in on the start of the fall semester, we are extremely fortunate to have our next guest with us. Someone who needs absolutely no introduction, please welcome Ashton Henderson to our podcast. For the two of you out there who haven't met him yet, Ashton is Associate Director of Football Advising and a coordinator for the Seminole Leadership Program at the Florida State University. Ashton, can you please introduce yourself? Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Wes. It's truly an honor to be on. Um, name is Ashton Henderson, uh, born and raised in the Tallahassee, Florida. Um, very fortunate um, to have the opportunity to play Division One football at Michigan State University. Um, if I had to do it all over again, I would choose Michigan State every time just due to the relationships, the opportunities, and the overall just general network of just authenticity in the folks who really invested in me uh, long-term and have gotten me to where I am in my career at this point. Um, from that experience as a student-athlete, I think that's something that's huge uh, to guard, just really guards my decision-making abilities and things that I do every single day and those tactics that I learned. Um, got an opportunity to work uh, for Jim Pignatero at SAS at Michigan State, now in a GA for two years in student-athlete development there. Uh, from that experience, I uh, was able to parlay that into a full, full, full-time full opportunity working at Florida State, uh, working with our football and track and field programs. I started there in 2012. I was here for about a year and eight months, uh, a mentor, great friend of mine, and someone I lean on to this day, uh, Steve Duzan, uh, had an opportunity to go to Clemson, and um, I was able and fortunate enough to be considered by him to go uh to Clemson with him when the opportunity presented itself. And I went to Clemson in 2013 of October, uh, stayed there for about two and a half years uh, working with our offensive side of the ball and had an opportunity to come back to Tallahassee um, in January of 16. I'll be my third football season coming up and really looking forward to continue to build on what we have going on here at Florida State. So for those of you that haven't been paying attention to the podcast, we actually did a session with Steve Duzan. It was an incredible session. I encourage you to listen to this one and then go back and find the one with Steve. But with Ashton, let's talk about the seminal leadership program that you have there at Florida State University. If you could tell us more about your program, what's going on, what you might have been doing this summer, what's upcoming for this fall. Uh, everyone's heard great things about it, but this is the one time that we all get to hear it in one venue. Absolutely, Wes. Uh, the Seminole Leadership Program is, is something that I'm truly uh, fortunate to have the opportunity to be the program director and the steer initiatives that we uh, have going on in regards to leadership and making a positive impact on our freshmen, student-athletes, and beyond. So our five pillars that we focus on are character development, leadership, time management, social responsibility, and financial literacy. So all of our freshmen, student-athletes, upon their arrival to campus, uh, immerse themselves in our culture in which we want to create lifelong ambassadors for this institution. So we do that in a variety of ways, but always focusing and being intentional and having some innovative programming under the under those five pillars. Uh, so uh, anytime you come in, as you can see me, if you have the opportunity, if I've ever met you, you know I'm a high-energy guy, and that's just because of my passion and the love that I have for the student-athlete experience. And I think this is a very unique program because it really – help shape the next leadership of our of our of our department and beyond the walls of Florida State. And that's something that we're adamant about as a staff in our administration about cultivating those next leaders and identifying them. Uh, in fact by the year twenty twenty, all of our freshmen who started with me in sixteen when we rolled the program out in this inception in January 
uh, would have gone through and been our first graduating cohort. Thank goodness I know um, Dr. Lisa Rubin, uh, who's a former, um, who's also on the board of directors uh, for the M4A, and uh, she's given me some great insight and ideas for some learning outcomes and objectives I can look into to see if our program has really been effective and has really done the things that we sought out for it to do. So I'm always looking for new ideas, always uh, looking forward to reaching out and sharing ideas and brainstorming and making this uh, very innovative for our student-athlete population, specifically our freshmen. Did you see on Twitter where Lisa's actually over in Dublin, Ireland right now? I did. I did. I'm jealous of that. (laughs) i got to find out how she got that gig. Uh, so talking about the, the leadership program, can you give us an idea of what you guys went through this summer with your freshmen? Absolutely. So essentially one of the things that we were able to do, um, we have a pilot program uh, that we immerse them in through our summer bridge um, initiative. So what we do is really get them here on campus, uh, really get them going under our immersion. So before they get going with the with class and all the other obligations that are called for them, we get them in a week early. And what we do is take them through a comprehensive programming uh, of holistic development through other issues that we have beyond the scope of the Seminole Leadership Program. For example, our life program just won the Model Practice Award for M4A, which we're extremely proud of. And one of the things that we focus on in summer is that initiative and getting them immersed in, in our culture. And we do what's called the franchise. I lost again. This is my third year coming in second. I don't know what I have to do. I'm going to reach out to West Moss get some ideas and some things rolling to make it more interactive or something. But we have to pick a team. Students have a brand, all these things that really get them thinking outside of the box of what they want their franchise to look like. It's like an NBA model. It's really cool uh, in terms of what they do. So week week one is branding. Week two is really uh, understanding the core values of your brand and how you need to build that upon what we've started. And week three is kind of the community service aspect then the last week is kind of a summation of what they learned over the course of the year, uh, excuse me, over the summer. So it's really, really cool to see it come to fruition. Uh, my colleague, Jessica Francis, her team won yesterday. They're the Las Vegas Sand Devils, uh, put together an extremely incredible marketing plan in terms of their future and things that they want to build and why they picked Las Vegas. And just awesome, you know, to see a, a freshman have that mindset and understand business acumen and develop those skills. Yeah, when we look at this, one of the things, so I met you, I want to say, three years ago at the National Convention. You were, uh, I think, just leaving Clemson, maybe getting at Florida State. Um, but one of the things that just stood out to me was how many of our young professionals just kind of, you know, are attracted to you at the National Convention. A lot have a lot of, you know, just general questions about your experiences and your knowledge base, and especially in the student development area. Uh, so for the sake of our membership, that they don't have time to catch up with you, What's one question you were often asked by our membership? And a follow-up to that would be, what's your answer? Yeah, I'm, I've been very fortunate, uh, Wes, to have some great mentors. And, and I would say as much as anyone, um, much is given, much is required. And I think that's something that I've always been led by. And to say that folks are have interest, you know, I'm, I'm extremely humbled by that statement. But I would say I'm equally as interested as anyone. I'm a people person. If you're taking a disc assessment, there's no question by meeting me in 10 seconds that you know where I land in that paradigm or that spectrum. I'm an I, just in case you were wondering. But seriously, I, I think it's something that I'm asked is how do you gain buy-in uh, from administrators and how do you have all these great programs going on at Florida State and 
places that I've been. I've been very, very fortunate from Michigan State to Clemson uh, to Florida State. You know, there's always been uh, the leadership and that component uh, where people have supported from the top down of what our vision was and what we were trying to do. And that that vision uh, was alignment with the university strategic planning process as well as uh, other things that we wanted to foster and grow and cultivate, I think, and that gives us nothing but 100% execution once you have that vision alignment and uh, there's execution and everything. So that's kind of what I've always shared. And some that similarly comes up at conventions or various places that I'm at is how do you gain buy-in? And that's something that we've been able to do because of that infrastructure that's in place here and something that I get asked. But that's just – I'm very fortunate. I really am. Can you tell us what some of the biggest challenges are in your current role? Absolutely. I think uh, for me um, – there's only 24 hours in a day, and as much as um, you want to, you know, develop and, you know, have that opportunity to invest in our student-athletes beyond the scope of the time frames that we have, I think that's a huge challenge uh, with time, uh, making sure that our students have the most innovative programming, but most of them making value-add to their life and their experience here at Florida State. So I know that's a big thing that I always uh, come across is making sure that, you know, those competing interests that we often keep us from each other and our time is so valuable. So making sure that when we have programming and when things are going on, that it is valuable and, and there's going to be something that uh, continuously just ask. But a follow-up to that, what would be the biggest advantage of your role there at Forest State? Uh, Wes, I'm, I'm so privileged, man. I get the opportunity to interact with every sport. So Florida State, we have 20 varsity sports. And one of the things with, with the class and the leadership program uh, that has evolved into a class over time, which we're truly grateful. I'm grateful to uh, my boss, uh, Greg Beaumont and Dr. Casey King, uh, who both have saw value in what we were trying to do uh, from a time demand standpoint. We got ahead of that. Uh, but one of the things that we put in place uh, for all of our freshmen to interact, and there's so much value in that with the diverse uh, thought processes and ideas and how everyone for example, last spring uh, had had about 20 mid-years come in. Seven of them were from different countries. So as we're sitting learning from each other, I, I'm tickled as a professor sitting back looking and understanding various cultures and understanding and appreciating all these diverse uh, dialogue and things that we were having in class. It was just so enriching. And I think that's the most impactful part of my job, that every student athlete that comes through these doors that I have the, I have the opportunity and have been trust, entrusted our administration to make an impact on their life. Yeah, this is a little bit off topic, Ashton, but I know one of the things that really attracts a lot of our membership to you is your experiences on the collegiate level and why you transitioned into this role. You know, looking back on it, you know, when when you first got into this and your GA ship at, at Michigan State, was there a moment where you decided, you know what, this is going to be my life's passion, this is what I want to do? Uh, and if so, what really kind of drove you towards this? Absolutely. I, I, I've had some amazing mentors. As I mentioned, uh, I, I'm just being honest. You know, I think for me uh, personally, when I was a student athlete at Michigan State, I had aspirations of going to the NFL. Uh, but I, I had two parents who who all preached and made uh, made sure I understood the value of an education. In fact, one of my favorite quotes is from Nelson Mandela, education is the most powerful weapon you can use to change the world. And understanding that uh, was that aha moment that I knew I had more value to give outside of the realm of what I thought my my uh, plan was for my life. Um, I'm a man of faith, 
So, you know, that's led me to really lean not on my own understanding, but uh, on the Lord for, for guidance. And that's something that um, I thought my value was wrapped up in athletics, but my value was to help and serve others uh, because I'm a servant leader. And it was an aha moment uh, for my good friend and teammate, uh, Caleb Thornhill, who was had the opportunity to be um, named the youngest player development director at 25 to the Miami Dolphins, and he's still in that role to this day. Um, to really make that transition, he challenged me to take the skill set that I've learned from football and to really apply that into what I do to be competitive in the real world. And he helped turn a raw guy from Tallahassee, Florida, as well as Jim Pignatario, Elliot Daniels, Jeremy Flynn. I could name so many people who've had such a touch on my life uh, in that endeavor. But that was the time where I realized that my value was helping students be the best version of themselves every single day. And that's what I knew I wanted to do for the rest of my life. For the audience that's listening, I think one of the things that you need to take away from this, and it's something that I learned a long time ago, and obviously Ashton has picked up on it very early in his career, which has excelled him to heights that, you know, from his, his rise has been tremendous within our profession. You cannot do this alone. You need to go out and find people that you uh, can bond with, people that you can trust, and people that will help you get to where you want to be people that are going to invest in you. So the more time that you can go out and find those mentors and those professionals, you know, the professional development doesn't just happen at the national convention. Finding people that you can work with and get close with that can help you understand your strengths and your weaknesses can always help you in this profession. Speaking of someone uh, that can help you, so in following up with President-elect Denise Poole, when she was on the podcast, always the overachiever, she was able to come (laughs) up with not only an app, a podcast, but also a book to share with our listeners. So no pressure here at all, but is there a book, podcast, or app that you'd like to recommend to the audience? Wow, this would be strategically done, and I follow up our president-elect, Denise Poole. I'm just, man. But I do have a book for the audience, uh, something that I uh, really am grateful for and have the opportunity to really immerse myself in. um, I've just finished reading a book called Essentialism. And that book is by Greg McNown, and it's really about prioritizing your time and really becoming an essentialist. And uh, what what has happened with that has really changed the, the day-to-day outlook of my life and how I approach the day, uh, the things that I, and I, I know that I can really help shape what I want to do. And, and it's given me a sense of peace of mind to understand that things are going to be there. Um, what what What's important at that time? Is it your family? Is it the time outside that really matters? Because the work's always going to be there. And as a young professional, that's something that you have to understand is to prevent. I always had good mentors to let me know uh, essentially not to get myself in a situation where I'm feeling burnt out. And that's so critical for young professionals that, you know, we want to work, we want to thrive, we want to get involved in everything, but you have to find a balance. And no one knows that balance better than yourself. And that's something where this book has taught me from a practical standpoint and application, as well as things in my own personal life that I'm helping shape and build as I move forward. So, Ashton, one of the things that we love to do on the podcast is try and keep the membership entertained. And although we have great content and it's great educational sessions, one of the things at the end here, we like to always end on a fun question. So I'm lucky enough to know this answer. I might be one of the only few who do. But I've got to know, for the audience, by the way, you can find the video. All you have to do is tweet me, at Wes D. Moss, and we will share this video across the country. But, Ashton, 
What celebrity music video did you make an appearance in? Believe it or not, membership, uh, I was involved and I had the opportunity to be in an NC Hammer set. Uh, too legit to quit. Uh, I did an offset in um, Lakeland, Florida. He was going through a parade, and um, my grandmother is from Lakeland. That's where my mom uh, and all the majority of my family lives. And uh, I can show you the. I, in fact, I'm going to have to find that picture in my parents' in my scrapbook at the home and share it with the membership with me and the Meliola girls and, of course, the man with the legend himself, uh, MC Hammer. Not many people know that, and I don't really share that, but you guys are family. But uh, that's something that I'm really, really prideful of. He was one of my favorite artists, and everything just kind of happened and unfolded. It was pretty cool. Very memorable. So social media, do your thing. Too legit to quit. We have to get this video. <laughs> Somebody's got to clip it, and we've got to get Ashton on there, and we got to loop it and make it a gift. Anyway, okay, so Ashton, thank you so much for being with us today. One of the things that we always love to do outside of the fun question is give you a minute here at the end uh, to promote anything that you're looking at right now, whether it's following uh, your program on social media, you know, introducing your Twitter handle to the audience, uh, your contact information for people that might be hearing this right now and want to reach out to you. Uh, for those hearing this podcast right now, please don't worry. We're going to have all of this information that he's about to talk about, plus his book and other content that he's created, uh, posted back to my blog at www.livemoss.blog. Uh, so you can access it. You don't have to take notes one click away. But, Ashton, if you want to introduce your Twitter handle, uh, anything about FSU that you want to put out there, please take that time now. Absolutely. Um, please, guys, I love to connect. I love to meet people. I love to share ideas. I love to continue to be uh, considered and work with industry leaders and work with um, you all to continue to move the association forward because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. So my Twitter handle is A underscore Henderson, um, number 31. Again, A underscore Henderson, the number 31. I love to follow. We'll follow back. We'll be engaged. Uh, I think something that I want to encourage the membership, especially as new practitioners, is to get involved. I have the opportunity to be uh, – I work with an N4A with, as division director for student-athlete development. We have five amazing committees uh, that need your help and expertise to continue, like I said, to move the association forward. So this is my PSA, um, and that's something that's helped me. Uh, grow in this field uh, immensely in terms of just stepping out and getting involved. Uh, was supposed to uh, chair a committee uh, with the Ethnic Concerns Committee maybe the year prior to. Uh, I was supposed to not even be the chair until a year after the fact that I joined, uh, just based on how our structure was set up. And I got pushed into that role and was uncomfortable. And that was the best thing for me and has helped me grow. So I, I encourage each and every one of you guys to get uncomfortable and I promise you will reap some strong rewards and benefits and creating authentic relationships along the way will lead you to where you want to be. Ashley, man, thank you so much. And for the membership that's listening, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Volunteer, get involved, and more importantly, there's one thing. I stress communication with urgency in everything that I do, and there are very few people out there that follow that kind of mantra of, if you reach out to me, I'm going to communicate with you. It doesn't mean that I don't, if I don't know you, if you're my best friend, if you're a colleague, it doesn't matter. Ashton is one of those people. If you reach out to him today, he's going to respond to you today. He's not the kind of person that's going to wait a week or two weeks uh, to get back to you when it's convenient for him. So he stresses communication, and he's one of the people in our field that stands out about being available and making himself available to help you. 
So thank you so much, Ashton, for being with us. For those of you listening, you can find out more information about Ashton as well as the FSU Seminoles and links to purchase FSU gear on my blog at www.livmoss.blog. For the latest updates on the podcast as well as things that will be upcoming, please don't hesitate to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Wes D. Moss. Thank you for listening, and as always, Live Moss.